generation. A podcast is born. Three men in all the world, chosen ones. They alone will wield the strength and skill to fight the other media podcasts and forces of darkness. To stop the spread of their evil and to swell their number. Is this going to go past the music? This is Bacon Cell. Okay. There you go. He was just waiting for the final... Oh, boy. (laughs) Wait, that wasn't the Quantum Leap intro? (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Everyone, welcome to Bacon Cell. I'm Welcome. I'm Joel. And Jacob. Hey, thanks for welcoming, Jake. (laughs) Jake. That's really nice of you. I'm so glad you're here, kid. (laughs) Aw, you're real nice. Uh, (laughs) Hey, so before we start off, because we do have a very fun show, I think it might get slightly heated. Maybe. We'll see. But I do have to mention something. We have a sponsor. We do. Well, your hair has a sponsor. One third of bacon sale. The hair of one third of bacon sale <laughs> has a sponsor. And this is Blake's Barbershop in Bountiful. That is an alliteration if I ever heard one, but Blake's Barbershop in Bountiful. You Does he actually say out. in Bountiful on the sign? In no, it, it's Blake's, it's Blake's Barbershop. Barbershop. You sell out. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm kind of your, a sellout. You know? Your hair does look good, though. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Yeah, no, it, it was really cool. You, you walk right in. And, and this is what's great about it because... Well, there are three guys here, and I know, you know, maybe one-third of our audience are female, mm-hmm. so I don't know how they feel about this, but you One-third of the listener is female? <laughs> <laughs> how does that even work? Yeah, I thought we were going to get There's get chromosomes. Like chromosome yeah. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> right? But you, you walk right in. He doesn't make you set an appointment. Are you really pitching this? Yeah, no, th- I think this is great, and he just has people walking in right after, right after another, and people wait, you know, like an hour to get their hair cut just because wow. just it's him doing it. Okay, and so the address is 320 West, 500 South, and it's, uh, once again, in Bountiful. The phone number is 801-913-5362, but don't bother calling. Just go in. Get your hair cut. (laughs) Any hour of the day. (laughs) Okay, he closes at 6, so so, so let's give him a little bit of Um, leeway there. Speaking of the listener, though, I would also like to give a uh, shout-out to everyone who gave feedback to Pete's post about ideas for the coming season. We have incorporated those into our list, and we're figuring out good times to do them. Right. We, we, we try to schedule ahead uh, according to things that are happening uh, in the world. And uh, so if we can't think of anything else, then we just plug in one of the random ones. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we, we try to be relevant, and then we do shows like this one. No, yes, no, this, this is relevant. This, is relevant. This, this one is relevant. It is somehow relevant. So by, I, the, by the time you're listening to this, a major event will have occurred. <laughs> a major event? A major, ev- a major television event. Huh. Oh, Heroes came back, right? It came back and died again. Right. No, the X-Files. The X-Files is coming out. The new uh, miniseries is coming out. Right. A revival the, of the 24th, sorts. which will be after this, before this show airs, because we're recording it before, but it's actually after when it airs. Don't give up the magic. How many, how many episodes? Wibbly wobbly timey wimey. There will be um, six episodes. Six episodes. Six episodes. And so we decided that we were going to talk about... So, yeah, I'm like, we've talked a whole lot before explaining what the actual show is. So, yeah, in honor of X-Files, we're going to talk X-Files versus Buffy. So we're going to take 90s. <laughs> Wait, so really relevant. Really, really no, relevant shows. It's it's 90s supernatural television shows. Yes. yes. 90s genre now, shows. Now, to be fair, listener, these guys have wanted to do this show for a long time, honestly. Yeah, we were going to do it during October. But the fact is, we had to wait for a good reason. And this is good enough, right? <laughs> and Kim- well, in the reason was, you know, Joel was ready to go, but I had not seen the majority of X-Files in October, and so I thought, no, 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 it's not going to work. So what have you done the last few months, Kent? I've watched six seasons of the X-Files. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of X-Files. It's a lot. Do you trust the government? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who I trust, but the truth is out there. Trust no one. Nice. Okay, so basically in this battle versus, I want to know... 
like what show will be left standing. It's not just which show is better, which show is your favorite, which I know we've talked about trying to figure out exactly we've how to a, define this. We've had a very hard time not talking about this show before the podcast. Oh, gosh. Can yeah. I keep getting into it? And Jacob keeps saying, save it for the podcast. Yeah. So I want to know which show deserves to live and which one deserves to have never been born. Whoa. No. Yeah. That's yeah. a bit crazy. Now, no, we, you have to back up your choice. Do you not? I mean, do you not listen, want to defend yours? We both agree. This, no, is, no. this is full disclosure. Kent and I both like both of these shows. It's not like we're saying oh, I'm one not show. a big fan of X-Files, honestly. Guts. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> we both like, we both watch these shows. Right. We both enjoy right. them, but we do disagree on which one is the so, better So, Joel, show. you're saying if one has to die, you're going to change your choice? No, I just feel bad. I mean, I felt bad killing It's a Wonderful Life, too, but it happened. But he oh, did. you didn't hesitate when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> it was a merciful kill. <laughs> it was not. Okay. But, yeah, generally for me, this is a which show is, you know, better because I know which one's my favorite, but I want to talk with Joel. A very civil conversation. Very about civil. <laughs> you poo-poo head. <laughs> right. <laughs> about which show is better. Maybe which show has more of a legacy. But I don't know. We'll get into that. Yeah. Well, and, and for those of you who have not seen either show or have only seen one show. Oh, they're not listening if they haven't seen either show. <laughs> they may. I mean, we may. Think? I think one listener uh, said that, that she would listen. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, right. at least get that one. But we are going to kind of, we're, we're not going to go into too spoiler of, spoilery of territory. What? Uh, Why not? Well, because we don't want to get too thick into it because then people will tune out. Well, yeah. I mean, but I mean, I wouldn't avoid anything. No, like, we're going to talk about stuff. But we're not especially if it's part of your arguments. Like, don't yeah. pull anything back. Okay. So, and I've got different categories now. This is going to be a little bit different though, right guys? Because instead of just a free for all where, you know, you guys yell over each other for an hour. I don't know what you're talking about. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to have a, a little bit of structure and i'm going to give you some uh categories and you guys will take turns and uh i'll try and make a judgment on who's best and i want the listener to join in and tell us and then finally try and make a judgment on which is the best show but just my humble opinion we want you listener to come in write to us you know facebook twitter whatever what have you I, i'm actually really curious because i know everyone kind of is going into this with the side even the listener probably has a side picked already yeah but if you haven't seen the show like let us know if we talked you into one or the other Please, yeah. we, we love hearing about that because, when we've talked you into a show right. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen either show and they talk you into one of them they, i would love to hear that they are both on netflix so i mean they are, they are. you seasons. could watch them today um may, may i pitch both the shows just to give people who uh, don't know well do you want to do you want to do both yeah he might as well he has the info oh, yeah. up so okay in a, i'll give it in a sentence each so in a sentence uh x-files not just about aliens that's my pitch for people. Here's, here's what Wikipedia says, the source of all knowledge and truth. The series revolves around FBI, FBI special agents Fox Mulder and Dana Scully investigating X-Files, marginalized, unsolved cases involving paranormal phenomena. Mulder believes in the existence of aliens in the paranormal, while Scully, a skeptic, is assigned to make scientific analyses of Mulder's discoveries to debunk his work and thus return him to mainstream cases. So, two FBI agents right. working on supernatural cases. Buffy, in a sentence, not just about vampires... The series narrative follows Buffy Summers, the latest in a line of young women known as vampire slayers, or simply slayers. In the story, slayers are called, or chosen by fate, to battle against vampires, demons, and other forces of darkness. Like previous slayers, Buffy is aided by a watcher who guides, teaches, and trains her. Unlike her predecessor, Buffy surrounds herself with a circle of loyal friends who become known as the Scooby Gang. Okay. Literally. They 
become the Scooby Gang. Wait, they call themselves like Scooby Doo and Scrappy are there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. literally, <laughs> they, they become cartoons. You don't quite know what literally. So, means. And, and a lot, and I, I, I bring that up because I found that a lot of people are like, I don't really watch X Files. I'm not into aliens, and I'm like, it's not just aliens, right? And then they're like, ah, I don't really care about vampire shows, and I'm like, this is not the twi- uh, the Vampire Diaries. This is about a variety of demons. So, and, and honestly, I, I could pitch both of these shows to you know select groups of people. Because, I mean, if, if people love the story arcs of the TV they see nowadays, I really think these two shows laid the groundwork. Seriously. And they may be hard to go back and visit because, well, they're both very, very 90s. They are. They, they have 90s technology. But they have 90s clothes and 90s hairdos. Y- you go with it. The kitsch works. No matter what it is, it, it feels like it, it's kind of like a John Hughes thing. You know that it's it's 80s, but you love it for that reason. Yep. Both of these very 90s love it for that reason. There we go. Okay. All right. Let's jump into it, Jacob. Ready to get started? All right, Joel, I'm going to have you open up with the first. All right. By the way, we're both stretching right now. It just in case everyone needs <laughs> yeah. For all the rigorous podcasting we're about to do. <laughs> all right. Which show had the greatest cultural impact? Wow. You're going to start with that one? I that's want to start a, with a that. pretty big one. There should, it should open with a big one. Well, okay. So I believe, I'm starting, you said? That's right. I believe that X-Files, of course, had the greatest cultural impact. In fact, I would go on out on a limb, not even out on a limb, and say that Buffy only occurred because X-Files happened. Okay. Uh, X-Files did start first. Kent agrees with you. And it went... You you know what it means when I say okay, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, Because Joel knows what it I means. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, but the X-Files, I have a quote here. The X-Files directly inspired other TV series, including Strange World, The Burning Zone, Special Unit 2, Mysterious Ways, Lost, Dark Skies, Visitor, Fringe, Warehouse 13, Supernatural, and Gravity Falls. And then it also talks about Bones and The 11th Hour having some influence as well. Only about three of those shows were successful. And then Wheaton, Joss Wheaton, described Buffy as a cross between my so-called life meets the X-Files. That's in his words. I never watched my so-called life. Oh, you didn't? No. Okay. No. Uh, was that Sarah Michelle Gellar too? No, no. That was Claire Danes and Jared Leto. Oh, Claire Danes. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think that uh, X-Files had the cultural impact it needed right when it did because it was at it created a whole sense of paranormal uh, love. And it also there's a, actually a thing out there called the Scully Effect. Which is being really frumpy and then getting cuter as you get older. Is that what it is? (laughs) (laughs) It's actually medical doctors and FBI special agent. Well, but that's what Scully is. She's a medical doctor and FBI agent. Right. Apparently, she inspired many young women to pursue careers in science, medicine, and law enforcement. Like there was a noticeable change that correlated with the X Files. That's cool, actually. So I think both in television and in real life, the X Files hit the nerve it was supposed to and had the biggest cultural impact. That so that people are still discussing it today and referencing it today. So, Kent, have people grown up wanting to become vampire slayers as a result of watching Buffy? Or clearly, I did. <laughs> I, I grew up wanting to be a cheerleading vampire slayer chick. <laughs> I don't think you're talking about with X Files the the cultural influence that it affected a few other shows. Right uh, to uh, me, that's not culture. A variety of other shows, like that's, it's like, oh, oh hey, that's pop culture. We'll borrow from that show for an idea for another show. To me, that's like it doesn't affect the social norms. It doesn't affect, for example, which I think Buffy does, is language. You know, Joss Whedon has a very specific type of language. He does, and once again, it's very '90s. But at that time, he tapped into how teenagers spoke. I know. I love how he said "as if" all the time in his scripts. <laughs> oh no, that was clueless. <laughs> that was clueless, which also was very quotable. Yes, but you know, I mean, Joss Whedon. I mean, just for example, it's like dot 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 much, like procrastinate much, podcast much. Yeah, that's Joss Whedonism. Uh, Xander, one of the characters on Buffy, truly is the Chandler Bing of. Yeah, Buffy. he is very Chandler Bing esque, huh? 
But no, it, it transcended into our language. It also, I would say, took some of the lost formula of X-Files and put it into structure. And the structure that we see on shows all the time now. Because X-Files, and we may get into this with another category, it had seasons, but they were wandering. Okay, hear me out here. Did it have big bads? Like, other than, like, it, to me, it had a series story arc. The entire series was one story arc. Yeah, Buffy. It's it's crazy to remain focused like that for an entire series. Focused. We'll get into the focus. Oh, my gosh. You want to talk about X-Files and focus? Buffy had seven story arcs. So there were there were Monster of the Week episodes, but there was always a big bad. And what Buffy did. There's a Monster Buffy of the did, Season and a Monster of the what Week. What Buffy did was popularize the big bad of the season. And shows do it all the, the time now. Wolf popularized the big bad. So, uh, it also... He just ignores it. <laughs> well, basically, <laughs> he's got a serious face on now. It also modernized the feminine hero. And this is where cultural culture comes into the whole argument. It's not just like, hey, other shows are, you know, they, they have girl heroes too. And honestly, I think Scully is a great feminine hero. Mm-hmm. But I think Buffy transcended into society. It transcended into other shows. And it made this girl, who was always the final girl in horror films, the one that was afraid to go down the dark alley, or the one that was afraid to be alone... Be the most powerful person there. And, and, and honestly, this is a show that I will say, having talked to a lot of people, women have clung on to this show because it gave them, in the, in the mid-90s, a show that's like, hey, that could be me. I'm in high school, and high school sucks, and I could be a hero in myself. So to recap, okay. Kent is a girl show, and mine's a, a show for adults. <laughs> so it also created the crossover <laughs> effect, which we see all the time now because Buffy and Angel did this. Mm-hmm. And now this happens all of the time okay. on TV and on movies. All right. Can Joel, we talk about culture? You, you, you want a rebuttal? I, I want a little rebuttal. Sure. Because I, I mean, I, it's not like you didn't give it while I was talking, but that's okay. It's going to come back to you too. Kate. I truly believe that, yes, Buffy had a very big cultural impact in that it created the sympathetic vampire. Angel, in the series, is a vampire with a soul. He's mopey. He's brooding. He's and not mopey. He is brooding. He's never mopey. He's pretty mopey. He's brooding. Angel. Brooding he, he is mopes the, an angel. Is, but you haven't you can't talk about Angel because you haven't seen it at all. <laughs> Those are the roles. I, I, I'm, three, I'm three seasons in, and it's only oh, five that's, seasons. That's, that's so. plenty then. Yeah. Uh, but the point is, the Mopey Vampire was created by Joss Whedon in Buffy, and that directly led to Stephanie Meyer writing about a Mopey brooding vampire with a soul, a nice vampire named Edward Cullen, the sparkly. I haven't heard of that. I haven't heard of that one. And then, do you know that one, Kent? I don't know. If that I one. may add on top of it. That fan fiction from Twilight led to Fifty Shades of Grey. You kiss your mother with that mouth? I've said nothing that I, I feel bad about yet. Family-friendly, Joel. Fifty oh Shades of gosh. Grey is about a, hey a house that they want Joel. to paint and they want to get the walls right. And Let me ask you a question. Do you like religion? I do. Religion's pretty good, right? Yes. Many wars have been started in the name of religion, right? People have taken a great thing and turned, it, and turned it evil. Me, evil people like Stephanie Meyer can take a great thing and sour it so much that it eventually <laughs> becomes Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey. So right, hold on. Are you done with okay. your? No, stop. Stop. Are you done with your rebuttal, Joel? I, I, if you would let me, well, I will. I, I, I will let up, you finish. Let, let me give the pitch. I've been so rude to interrupt you this whole time. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> uh, but by that is what I'm saying is the cultural impact, ladies and gentlemen, are all these vampire romanticized vampires came from Buffy and Fifty Shades of Grey also. Is directly related to Buffy. Okay, Kent. It's funny that Joel uses the word impact because that is actually, love it or hate it, it has made an impact. X-Files disappeared in 2002 and never and really, then, and then it had a crappy movie and the legacy was destroyed and now there's a revival that no one, 
no one thinks this show is going this the revival is going to ruin the series because it was ruined during the series and after the series so no one really is afraid now let me continue because you knew knew i was going to say something right then twilight made the series made 3.3 billion dollars globally congratulations impact that's an impact you know what else makes that kind of money Tyler Perry movies and Michael Bay movies. Tyler Perry movies do not make that. Transformer movies, maybe. <laughs> but that is impact. For sure. Is it not? People are seeing these movies. And whether it was her in Stephanie Meyer's inspiration for her evilness, that is a cultural impact. X Files, their last movie made thirty million dollars. How much did the last uh, Buffy movie make? Oh, that's right. You mean in 1992? Oh, yeah. So they made the movie in 1992. Now, I think we're done, right? Okay. Yeah. I okay. think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that'll wrap it up, actually. Okay. <laughs> Are we done with the podcast? <laughs> we're done. Good night, everybody. Uh, goodbye, everybody. No, but that's, I, we should explain to the listener, there have been about three or four shows where Joel and I, we get kind of upset with each other. Yeah. And I think that's what we're trying to avoid this time. Well, we want to be nice. I'm going to keep it a fairly orderly. However. Well, but I do, I do have a little rebuttal to what he said. A rebuttal to rebuttal well, yeah, to rebuttal? I, no. think, I think we're no, done with out, the rebuttals. He, he brought up a new point. Which is, squeeze, it probably it come up. squeeze it into a new topic. Here's the new topic. At least the X-Files. <laughs> oh, Joel's topic. Okay. At least the X-Files the is coming go. back. I don't see anyone clamoring for Buffy to come back because Nicholas Brennan's in jail. Yeah, the, uh, well, David Coveney has had his own issues if you want to talk about those. No, I don't really. Do you? Okay. But <laughs> move, you... move aside. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, that, that, that's it. All right, next one. This is a subjective one, so you guys are just going to have to straight up Buffy. Convince. Okay? <laughs> X-Files. Which <Done>. show <laughs> had the best acting? Well... I actually have some hard evidence behind this, but I'll let Kent go first since I went first last time. Uh, yeah, Kent should go first. Yeah, I will go first. Uh, I think David Duchovny is David Duchovny. I actually like Gillian Anderson. I think she's a good actress. But there wasn't much for them to do other than look confused and point their guns at demons and aliens. Like, I thought it was fine. I really like Walter Skinner, the character. I like the smoking man. I think there are good characters. But the number of characters in Buffy... And the way that, honestly, they were able to, even on the WB and UPN, which were awful stations, especially before (laughs) Buffy came, the way they were able just to make everything better. And if you've seen Buffy, it's not a soap opera. There are definitely love triangles. There are soap opera elements. But it's not a love story. It's a show about dialogue. And the dialogue was delivered perfectly by Sarah Michelle Gellar, Nicholas Brendan, and Alison Hannigan. I would say that I would say the acting Buffy is better. I mean, this is very subjective. Obviously, I'm biased. All right, Joel. The the WB, the UPN, and the CW are teen girl channels, and so they require a lot of teeny bopper love triangles and mushiness and things like that. And it's also it, Buffy is actually very very funny, and it's it's tongue in cheek a lot of the times, yes. which is why almost every time they try to get serious, it seems silly. Every time they try to really get into emotions, it just doesn't hit the right note. Whereas X-Files has a more serious tone, and when they do the funny things, it actually works out pretty well. Wait, wait, wait. No, no. I'm just saying, do you see me being like, what? Yes. Like, want to interrupt, but I'm not going to? But uh, just to give you an idea, if I may go to a a different party here, uh, I'm going to the Emmy Awards. They were nominated 21 times and got three wins. And let me pull up what I got. they won here. I'll tell you. Including Julian guest Anderson actor, won. Guest actor uh, for Peter Boyle. He got a best acting. And then writing and best actress for Julian Anderson. They, David Duchovny and Julian Anderson, uh, Anderson were nominated multiple times for these Emmys. Buffy got best makeup and best music composition 
out of ten nominations. Several several nominations for writing, by the way. Just want to put it that put that out there. Also, Golden Globes, five wins out of ten hey, Joel, nominations. Can I? I, no, I'm, not, I'm not done. Oh, okay, sorry. Five wins out of twelve nominations for the Golden Globes, including Best Series Drama three times and Best Actor and Best Actress from the Golden Globes. Golden Globes don't mean anything, by the way. But moving along. Oh, I'm sorry. They're not. They can't all be the MTV Music Teen Awards, <laughs> Ken. <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm glad you're on All the right. side of awards because in normal conversation, you hate award shows and you never agree with that's them. That's not true. Jim Parsons. No, that's the thing. Is like Jim Parsons. Joe, are you ready to move on? To I, have him? Is, I have issues with comedies. I'm ready to move on. Big Bang Theory nominated all the time. Thirty nine. Right. Thirty nine. Uh, nominations for well, Emmys, We're not talking right? about comedies, oh, man. We're talking about dramas. No, I'm saying, look they at award shows. Look at the quality of award shows. And do you think they're going to be like, hey, WB, a show that... You know, a cult audience watches. They're right, going okay. to actually select Sarah Michelle Gellar. Is he officially going now? Or uh, well, I, Yeah, I know. He's officially going. He went on for like five minutes. So, so. are you saying, <laughs> I, so your, your argument is that a war show is a flawed system. Is, yes, that's, that's what it's I'm totally saying. It's totally a flawed system. It's a flawed system. system so. I could, uh, but the reason I brought it up is because I could stand here and say the acting in X-Files is emotional, it's powerful, it's serious, it's well done. Well, but that's all my opinion. Okay, so let's stay with opinion. I'm pulling out, I'm pulling out uh, external... No, that, that, yeah. third-party uh, testing, if you will. Okay, so instead, instead of just like talking about the system, I want to talk about the shows. So we've talked about the awards, and X-Files Look, has got more awards. But sure. you're making an argument that yeah. that's not everything. My argument is dying is easy, comedy is hard. And as a comedian, uh, you'll agree with this. Oh, I agree. And, and I know that X-Files is serious. In fact, overly serious. Generally, I'm, I'm, I'm all about that. In my movies, I want dramas. But with TV... It doesn't work as well. It's so heavy. David Duchovny's delivery is so deadpan. It, it weighs on you. And I just don't think the acting is there. He's David Duchovny. Whereas we have a silly show about a vampire slayer in high school, and this cast of characters pulls it off without making you scoff. No, I That scoff. is a feat. Sure you do. You do as sure well. Sure you do. When you have Tara, who's a character who comes You're in. bringing up Tara already, four. huh? Yes. Okay. Just because we're talking about acting. This is her back act, to you now, Joel. Her acting is so deplorable that I, I can't stand her. Like, honestly, I, I she is probably one of my worst hated actresses and in television mm-hmm. because I cannot take her acting. And the, there are weak actors on both sides. But, well, there's Sarah Michelle Gellar and possibly even Allison Hannigan are actually have some very good acting Anthony Stewart Head. Anthony Stewart Head, he does good. Is that a real name? Because that's a terrible name. Yes, that's Giles. He's British. Poor poor Giles. He he plays a great Giles, but really, beyond that, I completely disagree. I can sense the father daughter relationship that they develop. There are moments in this series, and you said that it doesn't pull off the drama well. I completely disagree. They hit a few right notes when it does. A few right notes. I was watching the body last night, and there were times. There were times when I was like, "Oh man, like this is affecting me." A show that in the last episode they were fighting some demon from a uh, green demon from another dimension, <laughs> and now they're dealing with the death in the per- most perfect way I've ever seen in media. So affecting. You basically just described X Files. That it's one episode weird goofy demon. Next episode serious drama. You know, I would say X Files is actually the inverse. I would say where Buffy is is fun most of the time, and then they. They deal with drama and actual choices and morality. I would say X-Files is mostly heavy, but then when you have a few fun episodes, they stand right. out. I let's, let's keep it back right. on acting or else we're going to move into another category. Sure. But in fact, let's just move to another category unless you guys have any final I'm good. thoughts on acting. Tara's awful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. David Coney's boring. All right. Now this one is... Are you going to defend Tara? Are you really going to defend Tara? <laughs> David Coney. 
is that's awful. Not, that's deflecting. <laughs> All right. This one is another subjective one, but I think you guys probably done some research on this and can make some, some good points. So which show had the most terrible episodes, as in a higher number of bad episodes? Who's going first? Uh, you. Okay. Now, the truth is that X-Files is at a little bit of a disadvantage here because they had 202 episodes and two movies, whereas Buffy only had 144 episodes and one kind of movie. Um, and I would actually call it a kind of movie as well, just to agree, because if people don't know the history, Joss Whedon, this is his character. He wrote it. It was taken away from him and changed for the movie. And it, basically, the rights to the character were taken away. And yeah. the fact that he was able to, even able to make a TV show about this is is pretty astounding. But can I confess something? Yeah. I like it. The movie? I, I like the movie. You know, it it has, what, 34% Rotten Tomatoes? It's, it's pretty bad, but for some reason... No, it, it's, it's one it's of those funny. nice movies that's quotable. But people only saw because Luke Perry was in it at the time. Chrissy Swanson. No, I know. Yeah, she was good. <laughs> and Paul Rubin's your favorite. Oh, God, the one-armed guy. Hey, Joel, don't agree with me. We're fighting during this show. <laughs> That's a funny movie. Yeah, we're okay. talking about the movie, not the show. All right, so okay, worst, sorry, worst so episodes. If I were to pick some worst episodes of X-Files, I would say um, Improbable, where they had Burt Reynolds as God, was a little weird. So was he God? I, I guess. Because it was it's all about of, gambling? It's weird. And wait, wait, wait. Could, so you did, evident, or you did uh, research on how many bad episodes are in your show? Yeah, I went and looked up. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm being partial. I didn't Thanks, expect Joel. that. I did not yeah, expect I'll, I'll that. I'll let him take over for my part. Kill, uh, Kill Switch, which is about internet hacking, really doesn't hold up too well nowadays. And uh, what was the other one? Oh, yeah, All Things. It was directed by Julian Anderson, but it it did things to the relationship between uh, Mulder and Scully that I didn't really like. And I thought it was a little – it was it was really kind of surreal and odd. Not a big fan of that one. What do they do? Which so one is that? Three. All Things. Uh, season – No, well, what, what seven, is episode the episode 17? about? Because I don't quite remember. That's the one. I watched six seasons in like two months, remember? Scully meets an old flame and he has a heart disease. Yep. Okay, and, and yeah. Mulder was gone the entire episode in England. Almost the entire episode. Right. But he was, he was, yeah. But then you get into Buffy and you have ones like Beer Bad, where beer turns no. people into cavemen. No because, you, episode, no, because you did your part. I also want to do the same thing. But Beer uh, Bad is a college episode where they're drinking. Is they, this allowed that he's going to well, pick apart my choices as a man? No, German? I think we're each attacking no, our own show. No, let, let him finish. Let him finish. Thank you. So Beer Bad is about a bunch of beer turning the students into cavemen. Where the wild things are are is where Buffy and her boyfriend Riley power a house uh, using intimate relations. <laughs> Family it's friendly. The worst. I want to see that episode. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> it's really it's one I will never watch again. Like I will skip over that when I watch the series. Intimate relations. Uh, Family friendly. Joel. <laughs> I robot. I robot. You Jane uh, is about. It, it's one of those that's really dated because it's about a monster escaping through the internet. Uh, the pack is when. Uh, Kind of fun, though. It's fun, but it's, it's a season one it, episode. They, they start, this group of friends kind of act like animals, and they all start getting possessed by zoo animals. Hyenas, specifically. Hyenas. Oh, I saw that one. But it's, yeah. the, it's the way they act. It's it was kind terrible. Of corny. And then I will say Hell's Bells is one of my least favorite episodes of all time. Which one is Hell's Bells again? That is The Wedding. Oh, I love Hell's Bells. That episode, if I may say, can, and this, this is a personal dislike, that episode is the episode that almost made me stop watching Buffy because I was so mad at Joss Whedon and so mad at the show in general. Okay. So right, we no, might have to talk after because let, let, I actually love so, the decisions that that episode made. That all right, three, so three to five. All right, so wrap up. That, that's Joel. what I was going to say. Is I had the three, I had the three X Files episodes that I can I could name like, oh yeah, those are bad ones. And then Buffy, I started kind of listing them off, and there was at least five ones that I'm like, Ugh, don't want to watch those again. Okay, so Joel's done a recap. I guess you can respond you know, to that I how you want. I was actually going to jump in and agree with Joel, because where the wild things are is so yeah, awful. It's bad. In both shows, because they're 90s, because they're genre TV, there's filler. In fact, I've done the numbers, if you want them, Please do. on the 
on I went through the seasons and counted how many episodes I would watch of each again. Wow. And of like favorable ones that I that I on want to watch shows? again on both shows. That's impressive. Because I knew that's, Joel that's was Joel doing level. Joel was doing research for a week so last night <laughs> I got a little crazy. X-Files? You know there there's some bad seasons, there are some great seasons. Mm-hmm. Ex- like Buffy, show. Buffy, the same thing, right? I think Breaking Bad is the only one without a bad season. Even the writer strike one—that's the first one, right? But it's not a bad season. It's not bad. It's just leading up to yeah. all of it. It's a little bit slower. So, based on the episodes I liked, I like seventy out of two hundred and two uh, X Files episodes. I really like seventy episodes, which is thirty-four percent of the se- of the series. That's weird, right? No, I no, no, I no, went no. computer on this one. No, no, wow. no, no. Yeah, it, it, can I jump in with a little? It's not a. It's not an argumentative fact. It's actually just a random fact. Okay. Um, but that thirty-four percent of X Files, sixty-nine of the two hundred two episodes are mythology episodes. Only th- so you just did the percentage of mythology episodes, which is funny because I'm not the biggest. X-Files no, that's why I thought fan. it was so weird. And yeah. then the rest are standalone. So sixty-six percent are standalone episodes. Huh. All right. So, so Buffy, Buffy is actually I I really like sixty-two, which is lower than seventy, but it's out of one forty-four. So it's forty-three percent compared to thirty-four. Those are episodes that I went through. And I'm like, yeah, math. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't do math, by the way, but I did it last night. Okay, but bad episodes. Yeah. Let me just pull up my list here. Because I will, I will do, agree. Are you doing a both, or are you doing of just yours or mine? Uh, you know, I'll agree. I mean, just with all of your choices there, except for Hell's Bells, which I really, really and enjoy. That's, that's a per, I, I acknowledge it's a, it's a maybe a good epi- a well-made right. episode, but I just I can't take and, it. And there is a good sixty uh, percent of season one, which I care not to watch again, just because it's slow. It's it's Buffy takes and, and X Files to a point takes a while to get the wheels going, right? But it, are we going to talk about worst monsters of the week? Because that's kind of where I lead to with my worst episodes. Yes, actually, let's uh, let's actually transition into that. Um, okay, just right now after my math quiz that I had there, I'm a mathlete. Okay, <laughs> look, there are bad monsters on both. Joel, did you prepare for this? I didn't prepare monster specifically. Okay, no. so I'll just give a few so I don't yeah. overwhelm you because I have quite a big list. The first one I talked to you about the other day. It's an Indian magician, like from India, who doesn't have legs. He rolls ro- rolls along on a cart and uh, he kills people by climbing into their butts. And, and family friendly <laughs> living in their bodies for like a, a couple days it can't simplifying it but that episode actually really creeped me out well who doesn't i, I kind of remember that as who a wants kid, an actually. indian magician climb in their butt <laughs> Nobody. Family friendly. all right next monster let's no, go like, through the monsters they're like, well he was like 30 pounds heavier it's because an indian anyways i've gone there so where are you gonna go from there? Uh, Where I, do you go from there? There's a lot, but X Files is a little more adult. Like for example, a sex offender shapeshifter who can transform into any man, and all the women in a town have uh, their babies have tails. Small potatoes. Small potatoes. You remember it well. That's a fun episode. Uh, there is an episode I actually like called Arcadia, but the monster of the week is a garbage monster that yes. creates the willpower to kill people who are breaking rules. In an, in in an this, HOA. In an HOA. If you break the rules <laughs> of the HOA, the garbage monster kills you. One of the it's worst great. is probably the video game Vixen from First Person. Yeah. It's first a first-person shooter. shooter. Much like, and we're going to keep going back and forth with this. It's 90s. They're like, video games are awesome. VR is going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. And there is a woman in the game that ki- tries to kill Mulder. It's very, it's very outdated. The tech is outdated. Um, there is a uh, Kathy Griffin twins, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't even want to go into the episode, but it's called fight club. And it makes me so mad. That episode's called fight club. <laughs> uh, and just everything. Uh, yeah, that's all. I, that's all I okay. want to give. Cause I know you didn't prepare for this. Joel, is there no. any particular villains in Buffy that you want to call out? Kind of the ones I, I, I can help doing, you like, if you need help. Well, I mean, the I robot you Jane, uh, it's this, the monster that goes through the internet is kind of ridiculous. Ted, 
Oh, I love Ted. Ted is an android. John Ritter is a robot. It's also kind of ridiculous. Huh. It's a great episode. It doesn't really fit the genre of demons and vampires. They kind of they strayed from the theory. The, the, it was a different episode for sure. And so I think that that's why it didn't sit right with me. The, uh, Tara. <laughs> Uh, there's Tara. There's also in the first season, there is a teacher who becomes a praying mantis. Yes. And who, eats who the hits, students. Hits on her students and oh, then eats yeah, them. Yeah, I saw yeah. that one. Yeah. So there, there's, some, I mean, there's a plenty of weak monsters, but I mean, most of the monsters in Buffy are throwaway anyway. It's only the big bads you really care about. Whereas yeah. you think about X-Files, you're like, holy crap, Tomb scares me or the host, that little that worm monster that terrifies me. So they're really scary monsters, whereas most of the monsters in Buffy are just masked humans. All right, I'll disagree, but okay. Okay, this one's just strictly numbers, and yeah, there's really not a whole lot of room for debate here. It's just numbers. What show had the highest ratings? I can can tell you that. Go for it. Uh, And maybe you have just slightly different numbers. I went with averages. (laughs) So X-Files average was 10 million per episode. Uh, The finale got 13 million viewers for X-Files after nine seasons. Buffy, 3.5 million average. And the finale was 4.9 million. The range of viewers uh, for X Files, uh, the range of viewers for Buffy is three point seven million three point seven million viewers in season one, to five point three million viewers in season three. X Files nine point ten million viewers in season nine is, is the low, and nineteen point eight million viewers in season five is the high. The highest ranking Buffy ever achieved was the number one hundred and twenty show for seasons four and five, whereas the highest ranking X Files season was season five at number eleven. There's the Joel type research that I missed. Yeah. <laughs> so X Files is strictly based on the viewership numbers and and uh, the rating, the TV ratings alone. X Files blows Buffy out of the water. Yeah. Okay. I'm no, I'm not finished. All right, go ahead. Much like awards, I would like to talk about ratings for a little bit. Oh, I looked at the right top rated shows for 2015, and the number one show. All right, Dean Strang, start poking holes in the FBI. The number one show was Monday Night Football. And it had Just 20, look at the snow. 23, <laughs> 23 million viewers per, per game, which okay. is, it's football. You know, that's great. You yeah. know, people are going to yeah. watch it, whatever. Oh, yeah. The second highest rated show is The Big Bang Theory with 21 million uh, viewers per episode. Okay? All right. That's, that's to be expected. We all, you know, we don't generally watch that much current TV anyways unless mm. it's... Superhero stuff, that kind of Are thing. Are you going to do America's <laughs> Funny Some Videos next? Gallivant. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there's a show I know Joel clings very dear to. And in its heyday, Community. Oh, they never got good ratings. Got three million viewers. Yeah. About the, same as, about the same as Buffy. About the same as Buffy, right? So would you say that ratings were an indication of quality? Because if you're saying that, if you're saying because X-Files got higher ratings uh, and it wins in this category, you're also saying Big Bang Theory is a better show Your than Honor, both. Your <laughs> Honor, I was merely yeah. answering the question I was given. I did not give any sort of indication. It, it Don't is, kiss up. It is actually true that he never indicated that ratings had a, you know, play on, you know, but quality. Based, but based you can't on the category that, itself, I, I just answered the question. There should Honor. not be a winner here because we know that great shows tend to get canceled. Firefly. They do. And don't have great ratings. But those are the exceptions. And especially the for the WB, a show that's not... And by the way, Fox was not part of the big three at the time, but still no. a big presence. Right. Yes. So, so you Simpsons got- was getting high ratings every show around... When they played the X Files on Sunday nights, was getting very high ratings. No, and, and you and I both agree, and this is jumping to movies, but that box office numbers aren't always the answer, and critical sure. rating isn't always the answer. Goodness, box office, but never is the answer. When really. you have when you have viewership and awards coming in, and both in both cases it beats out the other show, that's somewhat of an indicator. I think awards they nominate four awards based on who's going to watch our show, and yeah, if they if they nominate Sarah Michelle Gellar from a show that gets three point five million viewers. 
not many people are going to watch the Emmys or Golden Globes. They'll be like, cold audience. We don't need to reward that show. I think it's moot. I think the whole category is moot. <laughs> okay. Baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> I think Joel's trying really hard not to get into it during this one. I think we're being very peaceful. <laughs> he's, he's being so peaceful. I don't even know. Okay. Um, By the way, I will bring up Big Bang Theory anytime I can. <laughs> no, this is your favorite show. <laughs> the show that has zero <laughs> cultural impact. All right. Which show, another subjective one, had the best story arc? Well, we kind of already discussed we this. Have. In the sense of the remote. No, 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 no. I mean, generally, like a role. Are you talking like, about, because uh, I think we can more go into. I'm not saying how did the story arcs work in each show, which you have discussed. I'm saying which one had the most memorable story arcs, the ones that got you most excited. And like, prove to me yours was better with story arcs. Well, and I, if I may go first, Ken. Please. I feel like the X-Files uh, story arc, uh, both the, mytho- the mythology in particular, had a very big impact on people because it touched a lot of nerves if you will like you know the mistrust of government and conspiracy and uh, invasion and it preyed on all these fears in a way that made you really think about it to the point where any sort of paranormal activity people will say like i call the x-files and things like that like they remember at least that's part of the story in regards to stories i remember i remember a few buffy episodes and they're fun but the power of the X-Files episodes, and particularly the ones that I remember and the ones that horrify me, I feel is much stronger. I feel like they were able to uh, scare me much more and play with my emotions much more. Whereas Buffy was fun. It was it was fun. But that's not the one you're going to take home to mom. I think you're talking more about... <laughs> <laughs> I think you're talking more about Monsters of the Week again. I don't think you even described story arcs. So, yeah, I'd like to clarify that. Are you saying that you didn't care for the story arc, but you are at least preferred this sounds like a terror to the story to the story arc. I'm saying the story arc that arced the entire series and mm-hmm. was resolved at the end or even, <laughs> or, or even through seasons, sure. whichever. Yeah. It's up cute. <laughs> but they were able to, hey. they were able to maintain this arc. Whereas can, Buffy had these small bursts of on, arcs can I, and I feel like no, they weren't as on. strong. Can I take this opportunity to ask Joel a few questions about the X-Files? We can't do spoilers. What is the black oil? We're what not doing spoilers. I know the answer, Kent, and I can't answer. Who is Mulder's father? I'm not going to answer this. What these really happened to Mulder's sister? I know. How did Scully get pregnant again? I know. No, you don't. I know. I know. I mean, everybody Why knows. Why and where it's... did Mulder go to in season nine? I know. He went back to L.A. because he didn't want to film, he didn't he want to film in good? Does anymore. he keep changing? Who does he work for? He's getting way specific, well, okay. and I feel like we're losing our audience. What are the multiple? Uh, sp- what are the multiple species of aliens? Could you name them? Yes. And to finish off, why have you never gone back to finish the X Files? Can I bring up something? Because real quick? here's a fun fact: Joel's actually me. never seen all of the X Files. He's never seen every episode, right? No, I have. Just not. You said not... you watched sporadically on TV. No, no, I said I never watched it start to finish. Like I jumped around the episodes when I got back from my mission. And all so that. in truth, you've seen all two hundred two episodes. I'm pretty sure I have. Pretty sure. Well, it's a lot of episodes. It seems like he but, doesn't really care. I mean, I just watched like six seasons in two months. I've seen Buffy two and a half times. Can I, can I bring up something, though? And I, yeah. can, I, can be, I can tell that for sure. All right, all right. I, I have Jake some clarifications I, I want to ask. Joel, you go ahead and respond. I, well, and Ken brings up a good point. That, that was kind of a tangent, sorry. <laughs> well, and, and on that tangent, I want to say that Buffy's, uh, or excuse me, yeah, well, Buffy's standalone episodes, even the standalone episodes, require a heavy amount of backstory. You jump into an episode like Once More with Feeling, and it's like, wait, who's this Anya girl? What's her story? What's going on here? Wait, why? What Buffy's dead? What's going on there? I have no idea what's going on. And then you watch, uh, I watched, uh, what was the other one I watched? Oh, Hush. 
And I'm like, wait, what's Riley? What's the initiative? What's this all going on? Like, you can't just jump into any given episode and appreciate it without knowing the backstory. So there will always be something that's like you can't quite watch it alone. Good call. In fact, I asked Jake. I said, hey, did you watch uh, Once More Feeling? And did you even understand it? Because at the end, that's deep doctrine of Buffy that they pull out. Yep. With how they brought her back. And, and that they, sort of they thing. tried at the beginning. They said, they no, said no. previously on Buffy. And but have he, a real quick recap. You, you actually told me. You said, oh, they had a previously on. And I understood it. Yeah. But they jumped through that so quickly. But, I mean, even like at the end but of still Hush with Riley, uh, They don't need like, to spoon feed it for you. But that's just it. Is they, they, they jump. You don't appreciate the episodes as much. Like, there's some things that are so funny if you've watched the episode, if you watch the previous episodes. But if you don't, it's just a lost show. Yeah. Whereas X-Files, but you pop once again, you're talking episode. about Monster of the Week, and Jake is talking about story arcs. Right. You went story on a tangent. I'm going on a tangent. He He's responding to a tangent. Okay. Good heavens, and, little man. And I do have to say that, I mean, your questions when you're like, explain what happened here, and he says yes. Even though he didn't answer, I do, I do believe him. Like, he, he is pretty competent in this. It does seem really likely it's he could lot answer every single question. In. But the, the mythology episodes, yes, you need backstory because that is a continuous arc. You need to know more about what happened to Mulder's sister. You need to know about Scully's abduction, things like that. But you pop into any one of those standalone episodes, you go, these are two FBI agents investigating the supernatural, and you can just enjoy it. No backstory required. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. That's a good non-answer to Jake's question. I'm re- answering your rebuttal. Seven story the- arcs that, that start, they end, they refresh new big bad, and they give you great stories versus one which gets muddled. And honestly, every seven... And honestly, I like the mythology episodes from seasons one to about 4.5. And then after that, they totally get lost. And especially when Mulder leaves the show for seasons eight and nine, no one cares about the mythology anymore because it was Mulder's story. They tried, but they, it's they not They tried, as good. but that's the thing. The legacy was destroyed in the last two seasons. I like Doggett a lot. But his episodes are kind of... You and Danny. <laughs> no, his episodes are meaningless because no longer do you care about Mulder, his sister, and the relationship with Scully. I do. It is, it is gone, <laughs> just like David Duchovny left Your from Honor, the show. May, may I ask the hostile witness a question? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. No, yeah. this actually isn't... It's, this is, I asked an, you like 19 questions, so you might just, as well. This, no, I'm not, this isn't even like a, a picky question. I just want to know, who is your favorite big bad? Oh, uh, Buffy? Yeah. Ooh, that's tough. Because there are some fun ones. I'm a big Glory fan. Strangely enough. She, and for those of you who don't Season know. Season five. She's a, a demon who takes human form, uh, looks like a beautiful woman, and she's very unusual in the way she, she's not like an evil, ha ha ha, I'm going to get you villain. It's like she's very casual and even valley girl, yes. girlish. It's very fun to watch. I'm a glory fan. I like the mayor and jealous. That's a good one. But it's I, probably Glory. I'm a big fan of the trio myself. No. I like the trio. That is like the one of the worst seasons. I love the trio. I think they're great because they're Actually, just humans. You know what's funny, though? I was going through doing my, my math of how we get too geeky. Jay, I, I was are. just going to say, I think but we're crossing I the line. I was doing my math. I don't like season six of Buffy, but it actually has one of the highest number of episodes I really like. Like, I think the season on the whole, I'm like, oh, that was kind of a failure. I like half of those episodes a lot. Huh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's move to another category here. The trio. I like the trio. Which show had the most musicals? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Joel's side here real quick. All right, go for it. Because there is an episode of X-Files uh, dedicated to Cher. Yes. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing the ever. Prom- the Prometheus. Oh, I forgot. The, the modern day modern day Prometheus. Prometheus. That's what it is. And it, it's kind of like Mask. It is, but they're, they're not, it's not exactly a musical. No. But there are definitely some musical numbers And this is it. just more of a funny question. Because Buffy has a musical episode. Right. Which... I watched it just the other night. That's when my, I, my brothers came in as I was watching it. They're like, what's this? And I'm like, I swear it's not like this the whole time. But uh, <laughs> it, it's fine and it's fun. But I have to admit, I don't really understand the demon's way of working. It's like, oh, you dance till you catch on fire. But why make him sing Oh, I, I totally agree. It's a shoehorn, but it is a great mechanic to, to get us these great songs. I think, and I love the I songs. think Scrubs had the better musical. 
Which happened because of Buffy. It did. And I, I, I will confess, I actually really like the Buffy Once More With Feeling soundtrack, and I have it on a playlist so I can listen to it, and I probably could sing all the songs. Me too. Wow. In every Comic-Con in San Diego, they have a entire panel that's a sing-along yeah. for the Buffy, in fact, the Buffy episode. In fact, I've got a theory. <laughs> it could be bunnies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, we're getting to Deep Doctor. Yeah. Yes. We're getting back into Deep Doctor. Sorry, Jacob. All right. Um, I, I wouldn't mind a couple of songs, honestly. Really? You guys are going to see They got the mustard out. I touch the fire no. and it freezes. Oh wait, sorry. I thought that was. I thought you were doing under your spell. Oh, not under your spell. <laughs> I will not sing that song to Sarah! you. Sarah. No, I. I love <laughs> that episode. It's just ridiculous, but so much fun. And and many series that go for as long as they have, like maybe ten ten seasons. Does Supernatural have a musical episode yet? It does. It does. I think every show wants to do it now. It, it did it last season. Okay. Yeah, there you go. It's not a full-on musical quite like Buffy's. Oh, I've seen that. That's a great episode. It is a great episode. Okay. In fact, it's considered one of the best. Yeah, right. it's not yeah. fanboying you two. Let's get back. <laughs> I <laughs> love Supernatural. And by the way, Jake's going to finish this episode with talking about Supernatural. Yeah, yeah. I should. Yeah. All right, let's keep going. All right, uh, what show would you say is the most rewatchable? And I want some good reasons for this. Can you first in this one? I've been jumping ahead a lot. You know, I'll play both sides. Uh, I just barely watched X Files, so I don't feel the need to watch it anytime soon. That said. Having gone through the episodes that I really like, I'll watch them anytime. You know, especially if they're in syndication, I'll be like, yeah, I could sit down and watch that. That's kind of a cable episode. Or if I'm going to introduce people to an episode, mm-hmm. I will do that. Like those 40 or however many episodes. Uh, 70, 70, 70, 70 yeah. 202. Um, but they can't be a mythology episode. It has to be a, a Twilight Zone-esque Monster of the Week episode. And those are very accessible. Buffy I've seen two and a half times. You know, like any time, like for example... Anytime I was like in a relationship or getting married or whatever, I'm like, okay, it's time to watch Buffy. Because hmm. to know me, you got to watch Buffy <laughs> and you've got to appreciate it. And that's going has, to be has the Has your challenge. wife watched Buffy? Oh, we, we saw early on, we watched the entire thing. Okay. And she approved, and so I approved. I will say that uh, there are episodes of Buffy that I've watched multiple times. However, I don't think I've ever sat through and watched it start to finish uh, in its entirety. Because some of my favorite episodes are some are in some of the worst seasons. Yeah. Like season four. It's a bit strange. And so, like, these ones will pop up, and I'm like, yes! And then I'm like, oh, but I hate everything surrounding it. Like, really, the whole... Buffy's whole relationship with Riley, not a big fan of that. I really Neither. wasn't a fan of Buffy and Spike, either. What? I'm not a big fan of it. it felt You're a Buffy forced. Angel guy? I'm more of a Buffy Angel guy. I'm a Spike guy. I knew you were. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas X-Files... I, I probably uh, have watched more of those episodes more times, and I enjoy them all the time. And I just recently started, you know, I really do need to watch this start to finish all the way through. And it's been really fun to rewatch it again. I'm thoroughly enjoying it, and I'm ready to plow through it again. So I will say X-Files is definitely more rewatchable. I will say X-Files is a very good background show because I have two types of Netflix watching. It's either like, hey, I totally want to be invested, which is generally like brand new movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. X-Files for me was like, I've got to write a movie review. I need X-Files on in the background because it's a perfect background show. Buffy for me, like I try to watch, and honestly, I'm talking about some of the better Buffy episodes, but like the body, I was going to use that as a background show as I did my research, and I couldn't take my eyes off of it. Are pants optional? Pants are so doing? optional okay, because yeah. there's a blanket involved. In both I of these viewing scenarios, <laughs> I just want to make sure. <laughs> in public, in private, whatever. Oh, whatever. Okay. <laughs> All right. So how did that happen? I don't know. <laughs> Joel. Yes, fam- sir. Family friendly. Oh, sorry. Uh, okay. Now, I've got a little quiz. Are you ready? Oh, no. Sure. Joel, I want you to go first. Okay. How many characters from X-Files can you name? Like, do you want me to name them? Yes. 
Uh, you got Mulder and Scully and Skinner and Krychek and the Smoking Man. And I'm trying to think of reoccurring cast. Oh, what's that weaselly-faced guy's name? Uh, we got X. Actually, I have two X's. X or Deep Throat? Wasn't it Deep Throat? Oh, yeah, the episode's... Yeah, sorry, Deep Throat. The episode's mm-hmm. X. Uh, we put You're the, welcome. He puts the X on the window. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> Dana's sister. I can't no, remember her name right the now. The thing is, I have the advantage here because there is a huge cast of characters and memorable characters. Kirsch! And there, there are... Doggett! Reyes! Yeah, there you go. There we go. X-Files, it <laughs> yeah. relies on fewer. Yeah, but there's also more... You know, seasons. There are, but that's what I like about X-Files is you have your core cast with very few rotations until the end. Right. And but major rotations at the end. Well, they were going, to try, to, they were going to try to continue the story with right. new people, but it, they found out that's not what the audience wanted, and so the series uh, ended. All right, Kent, how about you? Am I supposed to name the characters? Yeah, name as many Buffy characters as you can. Off the cusp. Buffy, Joyce, Willow... Anya, you went Joyce Tara, Don. Yeah, it just, it just happened. Why did you even say Tara? <laughs> Xander, Giles, Angel, Spike, Drusilla, Faith. Uh, let's see, the Master. Do you want me to start doing villains as well? Sure. Adam, Glory, the First, Caleb. I mean, I can Caleb. just keep going. Oh, Already, Caleb. I've doubled his number. These are characters that Not I quite. know, and some, the gentleman, you know, yeah. Narl. Uh, I remember Narl, the one that started eating willows. Stomach uh, in season what? seven. It's gross. I watched it last night. I don't know. Family friendly? <laughs> <laughs> no, that happened. I watched. Like, what oh, happened next? <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't know about this but, episode. Uh, if we can, I can I bring up another yeah. quick point? Yeah. Um, guest stars. Since so, so we're talking about people on the show, mm-hmm. X Files. Before they were famous, people like Seth Green, Mark Shepard, uh, Dean Norris, Jack Black, Peter Boyle. Well, not Peter Boyle. He was well known. Who's Mark Shepard? Mark Shepard. Yeah. <laughs> no, the guy, you, you know him. You know who Mark? No, Shepard is. nobody knows who that you guy saw is. Him at the at the con. And what? you were very excited to see him. Oh, no, who, that was who Jake. did he play in X Files? Yeah, uh, he, he's season one. He was a fire starter, an Irish gardener that lit rich people on fire. Yeah, ah. but Brian Cranston got a start on there as well. Great episode. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, uh, Adam Baldwin, what? Ryan Reynolds. Paul. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf. Uh, I don't have the episodes listed here. I just uh, but I'll he's pulling names out because I just no, watched I have, six seasons I and none list. of these people were in. So it. and then people people that were already established like Bruce Campbell, Lucy Lawless, Burt Reynolds, Ed Asner, Jesse the Body Ventura, and Alex Trebek all featured on there as well. Alex Trebek, what? Yes, <laughs> Why? it's actually one of my favorite episodes. Oh, that's Jose Chung's from Outer Space. Yeah, but uh, on Buffy you have Wentworth Miller, Sarah Silverman's sister, Laura. Like, that's <laughs> Amber Tamblin, Felicia Day. That's pretty much it. And then they had John Ritter. So I think the pull of X Files shows that more people wanted to be involved with that show, and more people were able to start from that show. Whereas Buffy was fun for the main cast, but really no one has had much of a career since. I think there's a reason for the except guest for stars. Allison Hannigan. I think there's a reason for the guest stars. I, I, Buffy had a large cast which people loved and, and clung on to. Yeah. Whereas X Files relied on two people. Okay, two people. And there were so many one-off stories that it was like actually like a guest star paradise. It was an actor's paradise because it was like, hey, I need a job. Here's an episode about a guy who can control electricity. Or here's a yeah. guy about a ghost in the machine. And so it was like they needed people to continually flow through. And watching X-Files, I was like, cool, I know that person now. It was kind of like watching Seinfeld. Ryan Reynolds was in the 13th episode of the third season, Syzygy. Oh, that is a terrible episode. I remember that one about trees. <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst. Um, but it was kind of like a rotating guest star thing, which is fine. Yeah. I was totally fine with different it's, shows. It's, I was fine with the format. No, it's yeah. the, I agree. It's the format of the show. You right. had your core cast in Buffy. But, I mean, there were some people who were in Buffy, but I just thought that the, the draw of X-Files uh, and the characters that it brought in were much better. In fact, Peter Boyle 
Well, he was the one who won guest actor for Clive uh, Bruckman's Final Repose. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to ask you guys just to be really honest about this one. It's, uh, you know, you play, I've been lying this entire play time. Play both sides. <laughs> I really like X-Files. <laughs> All right. Which show do you really think in your heart had the best makeup and effects? Uh, Kent, why don't you go first? Buffy. No. Yeah. Be honest, Kent. Buffy. There are things I like in X-Files. Like, I like the host, that weird sewer monster with yeah. the circle mouth. The giant tapeworm I guy. remember watching that when I was a kid and being pretty terrified. And I thought that was really good. But the... X-Files doesn't really rely on makeup and effects. They're fake and real aliens, which are terrible, and sometimes claymation and sometimes not, and mostly just lit poorly. Sometimes there's real aliens? <laughs> Honestly, the show will lie to you and say that they're real, but then they're not. And that's what's strange about mythology. But Buffy, like the vampire makeup, was fantastic. And it granted a lot of the CG transitions from human to vampire obviously very photoshopped and everything it is a strange blur very 90s but when you got to what the monsters actually looked like especially in the later seasons awesome and terrifying all right joel well and i'll say i I said it before i think most of the monsters in buffy are essentially you can tell it's a rubber suit on a person it looks good it's good rubber suits it's a very impressive latex masks and things like that whereas x-files gives you special effects and uh, monsters that you haven't that you really haven't seen before like just the episode i watched the other day was one where this uh, creature, this man, actually would dissolve people by regurgitating over them. And their bodies were like turning into this viscerous, awful fluid thing. And it was mm-hmm. just horrifying to see. Um, also, if I may jump into the third party again. Sure. Uh, they also had 13 wins out of 40 nominations for the Creative Emmy Awards, which is still Emmys, but it's just the ones they don't show on TV, including make- multiple wins for Best Makeup. They were acknowledged in their craft, and I think it's very well done on that show. X-Files generally didn't show the monsters. They always showed, like, some menacing thing behind the camera or you're, you're right. or just something unseen, like, in the ground. They wouldn't Which have Which I monster. think is effective in storytelling, but for makeup, it's, it well, wouldn't win. They but. went with the suspense angle, whereas Buffy right. goes with, here's the monster, in, here's Adam in full light standing in front of everyone, and it, it, it shows. Like, you can see the seams, essentially. Yeah. And I think X-Files did a much better job of kind of concealing what they were doing. Of not actually showing makeup. You're right. No, they showed plenty of makeup. Well, I did watch... I'm trying to think of the ones I watched, right? Uh, oh, I didn't even tell the listener this. So these guys gave me an assignment. Yes. Oh, yeah, we did. Um, and it was... I asked for the three best shows the from... Three, the three gateway ones. Well, yeah, and what you thought represented the strongest of the series, right? Right. right. Yeah, okay. And, uh, yeah, so I did watch those three. And uh, should, we, should we list them? Yeah, Joel gave me Detour. Yep, season three, or season five, episode four. Explain a little bit about Detour. Detour, uh, Mulder and Scully are on the way to a, a team-building conference, and they get a detour because these people are disappearing in the forest, uh, and invisible, invisible creatures attacking them. Yeah, and talking about the makeup is, I, I was actually pretty impressed with that makeup in yeah. that episode. I like yeah. that one. Uh, and then you gave me uh home which you really insisted I that i see home so everyone go wa- go watch home because joel really wants you to i don't know why you have <laughs> such a, a stigma against home because in the 90s yes that was jarring that was shocking we've seen so much worse now we've been so desensitized that home except for the last two minutes which are just creepy isn't that bad home is creepy and for those of you who don't know it was a show about inbreeders uh, who kill people, and it was actually banned from TV for a while. And it's it's just disturbing. Yeah. It's not when I'd start people off. That's basically... Well, it's disturbing because for a few minutes, they bury a living baby. 
well, family deformed. Friendly. No, like <laughs> it's, it's kind of yeah. messed up. It's, it's very messed it is, up. It is messed up. And, and however, and, Wait, I, and to be uh, fair, of course, Joel told me not to watch it because he was disturbed by it, and I'm only teasing. Um, uh, but I did, did watch it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I, yeah, Jake said I would just watch this episode. No, I told you not yeah. to. I gave him Squeeze season one, episode three, which is about a, a guy who Squee? can, Squeeze. I know. I'm just kidding. Who can uh, <laughs> who can stretch really thin, and so he can get into small spaces and kill people and eat their livers. And then uh, Bad Blood, Season 5, Episode 12, which is a he said, she said about a vampire attack, which I love that one. I enjoyed that one as well. It was funny. Very funny. Vampires are really cool. Kent, yours? Uh, Mine were, you know, and I was hesitant because some of these do give the deeper doctrine of Buffy. But I I did a Season 6 episode called Once More with Feeling, which we've already talked about. It's a musical That was a musical, yeah. It just shows the boisterous fun. And, you know, that's what it is. And then I gave The Body, which was a season five episode, which is you should probably know a bit more about the relationship of Joyce, the mother, to the rest of the gang. Because that episode is powerful. But it's powerful. In context. For me, it is, you know, having, you know, we've all experienced death in in a way. But the way that the camera work, the cinematography of this one, the attention to detail well, in this the one. Standout moment, the standout feature of The Body is the fact that there's no music. Yes. There's no soundtrack. Yeah. It's just silent. And that's kind of what I love about Joss is he he knew the complaints that people were putting on. the first name basis with him now? <laughs> Mr. Whedon. <laughs> he, you know, I'm sure he read the forums in back in 1997, 1998, and people complained, hey, you rely on dialogue too much, or hey, you rely on rock and roll too much because there's always like a rock band at the end of every episode in the first two seasons season in this episode no music at all and he also got the comment about dialogue which is why i gave you the other episode hush which is a great standalone episode where there is episode 10 no dialogue until the last seven minutes and it's because well, the there's, a, there's a little bit at the beginning too. When it, okay, yeah, awkward when they, dream sequence. Oh yeah, <laughs> but basically monsters come into town. Yeah, take some away, weird stuff in that. Yeah, they take away the power of speech, and it relies on silence and fear. One of my yeah. favorite episodes. It's Hush. great. Yeah, no, I actually enjoyed all six episodes. Cool. So yeah, oh, wait, which made it a little bit more difficult. And they are very different shows, but yeah. Now, may I bring up a, a point here? Yeah. Um, Kent brought up music, and I think uh, theme song is one I, I really wanted to discuss. Yeah, because uh, that's on the list. But oh, yeah, we, yeah, we can. Okay. This is great timing. So. I just wanted to say yeah. that I feel like the X Files theme song versus the Buffy theme song. Keep in mind, I have both of these on my iPod. But I feel like you really do. I both? do. I do. Do you have a lot of theme songs? Uh, just the ones I really like. Okay. Um, huh. But I, I feel like the the X Files episode or X Files theme song is composed by Mark Snow is much more timeless in that it has this ethereal, creepy sound to it. And people will hear that, automatically know it's X-Files, like yeah. right off the bat. It's so recognizable. Yeah. Whereas uh, Buffy's theme song, uh, made by Nerf Herder... Uh, Was that a slam against Nerf Herder? No, I love Nerf Herder. <laughs> wow. I, I, only know Nerf that, Herder. I only know that song by Nerf Herder. But um, that one 90 has... 90 Staples, man. It's the only thing they're they're great. It's, it's very 90s. <laughs> totally no, I'm not even kidding. You're not? I own several albums by them. Why? They have a song called Van Halen. Which is fantastic. I'll have to listen to that after. It was on the box a lot. You may remember it vaguely. I'll play it for you later. But uh, so, and then the Buffy uh, theme song, it's much more rock and roll, much more grunge. And I feel like it's a lot more dated. And I feel like it's not as recognizable to those that haven't seen the show. They hear it and they're like, what's that? It you know, sounds yeah. like bells at the beginning and the wolf and then guitar. Yeah. These are all really, really great points, honestly. Kent, do you want to respond? Yeah. I think both scream 90s to me. Anytime I hear the X-Files whistle. 90s! <laughs> <laughs> they scream. Joel, there you are. <laughs> they scream family friendly to me. Anytime, family friendly! <laughs> anytime I hear the whistle, anytime I hear the guitar riff from Buffy the... I'm like, yep, 
taken straight back to nostalgia 20 years ago, and I love them both. Yeah. But I looked on a couple websites, and Ranker, which is a user-based ranking system. Oh, we're going with ranking now? Okay. I mean, well, this is user-based. Awards and accolades and viewership don't mean anything, kid. By regular people <laughs> like us who can vote. Even you could vote on this, Joel. On uh, opening themes, Buffy is number 28 of the best opening theme of all time. X-Files is not on the list. Oh, so it's a teenage list. Okay. Teenage Girls, CW Yeah, because Game list. of Thrones is number one, because teenagers watch Game of Thrones all the time. That's a great theme, right? That is a great theme. It is. All right. Yeah, that's... Okay. Anything else? You're good? I'm good. Okay. All right. Joel, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. You have to pick between these two TV shows. Okay. All right. Right. Lost or X-Files? Wow. That's tough. I know. Because the truth is Lost has a lot of debt of gratitude to X-Files because X-Files kind of brought in this whole extended mythology, you know, lots of backstory, hidden backstory, things like that. Um, honestly, I, I love Lost. I think it's a well-crafted show and I really enjoy watching it, but I can't just pick and choose individual episodes within watch within Lost and watch it and be like, boom, I'm good. It has to be the whole entire story. Lost relies so heavily on the arc, which I think X-Files and Buffy do way better, Mm -hmm. is the balance. That Lost is hard to just well, I mean, jump get, in anywhere. The, well, Lost you is the Paolo arc. Paolo right? and Nikki episode of Lost. So you can watch that <laughs> oh, man, on its own. Um, but Shoot no, that episode in its face. I, I, would have, <laughs> I would have to pick X-Files strictly because it's easier to pick and choose or you can watch it in its entirety and either way it's enjoyable. Okay. That didn't seem and, too hard for you. And no Anna Lucia in X-Files. Well, that's the best part. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Anna Lucia is the Terra of Lost. <laughs> All right. She's so much worse. <laughs> All right, Kent. You can only pick one show. Okay. Is it Buffy or is it Game of Thrones? Buffy. Well, he didn't hesitate either. No. He's like, you guys like your shows. Okay? We do. I tried to make that hard. I'm uh, sorry. Like, uh, okay. Joel and I often discuss the there is a meaning for best and there is a meaning for favorite. If I was going to go with best show of all time, it probably wouldn't be Buffy. But my favorite show of all time is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Really? That's your favorite of all time? It's my favorite of all time. Would, it's X, my top of top tier X-Files one. isn't my favorite of all time, but it's up there. What is your favorite? It's probably Firefly or Pushing Daisies. Nice. Or Mr. Okay. Science Theater. Yeah. Mm, all good. Huh. Okay. Which is funny because, and by the way, I'm going to create an argument here. You jerk! <laughs> right? 90s! <laughs> it just screams, I love Gallivant. Uh, Not going to happen. <laughs> I almost got you, though. You thought Douglas about Petrie, it. <laughs> who, Douglas Petrie, who wrote for uh, He invented Buffy. the dish, right? <laughs> he did. Uh, he wrote for Pushing Daisies. Uh, Firefly. Who was that created by? Uh, that's Joss Wheaton. Okay. Oh, I, li- I, I like it. I'm not saying I don't like just, it. Just saying. There would, there would be no Firefly if and, it were not uh, for the success of Buffy. And and also, there would be no Breaking Bad, Kent, if it weren't for X-Files. Uh, and that's, that's the argument I kind of wanted to create. Because Vince, Vince Gilligan. Vince Gilligan was a writer for X-Files, and he started oh, doing these yeah. creative shows. Uh, I think um, the one with the, the circus freaks was one of his first ones he did. Carnival? Uh, no, no. It's uh, Oh, I can't remember the name of it. It's the circus freaks one in X-Files. <laughs> But, oh, uh, oh, in X-Files. In Sorry. X-Files. Yeah. But uh, also, uh, Brian Cranston was an episode called Drive, and this was where he learned, Vince Gilligan wrote the episode and learned that Brian Cranston could be a very good dramatic actor. So then he went on to do Malcolm in the Middle. He was all goofy. And so then when the, he wanted, to, Vince Gilligan started Breaking Bad, he's like, I want Brian Cranston. Or like, that goofy guy from Malcolm in the Middle? He's like, no, no, he can act. I really like seeing the origin of that. Yeah. Very cool. That and is so cool. Breaking Bad spawned uh, from uh, X-Files. Chris Carter, though, the showrunner of X-Files... He went on to do uh, Lone Gunman, and then an X Files movie, and then an X Files revival. Like, it's, it's basically if we're going his, Joss Whedon versus Chris Carter, can I bring up a completely like, random Joss. weird thing about the Lone Gunman? Yeah. So the Lone Gunman in the premiere episode, which aired March fourth, 
2001, members of the U.S. government conspire to hijack an airliner and fly it into the World Trade Center and blame it the act on terrorists. Uh, this this was six months prior to 9-11. Uh, wait, wait. Is this an episode? This was the first episode of The Lone Gunman. Uh, is that not creepy? I'm so uncomfortable. That's that is really so creepy. creepy. Yeah, I'm... I, when I read that, I just said, I got to share it, even though it has no effect on the argument at all. It's Holy just, crap. It's creepy. <sighs> Granted, it, it was like they were going to control it through remote controls, and it was, you know, obviously it wasn't exactly the same, and they barely steered away at the last minute, but still. That weird. show might have made it past 13 episodes. <laughs> People have made that link. <laughs> yeah, the spinoff isn't great, and, and Angel does have the win here on better spinoff, right. because uh, X-Files, The Lone Given, wasn't a great spinoff. It didn't last very long. Right. But some people say it's because of 9-11. The people didn't want to know more about government conspiracies. They wanted to know their government was helping them, and so it Well, yeah, it's, it's funny, because with the, I mean, let's go into this, with the Patriot Act, everyone was like, yeah, 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 just make us safe. We don't care about privacy, whereas it didn't, X-Files is all about conspiracy that the government is after us right so yeah okay so i i have basically one more that i really want to bring up but it kind of ties into all closing arguments and so i think what i'd like to do is give you guys both a lot of room to breathe and any other points anything you've really left on the table okay if i'm gonna go off lists of and i'm doing this in quotes reputable TV uh, artists, uh, sites, for example, like Entertainment Weekly or Empire Magazine, like pretty big. I didn't go for like guy who loves Buffy dot blogspot dot com. <laughs> hey, that's my blog. <laughs> really, it's guy who loves Buffy. Yeah, Bluffy. Because Bluffy. Buffy was taken slightly to use it Bluffy. Was. It's a subtle play. So EW did a list of the best cult shows of all time. Number twenty, you'll be happy to know, Jake was Supernatural. Number twelve is Firefly. Number eleven is Lost. Number five is The X Files. Number two is Buffy. And what is number one, you think? I have no idea. Cold show? I have no idea. Doctor Who. Oh, okay. Empire Magazine did a best TV show of all time. Funny enough, Angel's number 21. That is X- weird. X-Files is number nine. And Buffy is number two. TV Guide. Uh, best shows of all time. Buffy is number 38. X-Files is not on the list. Yeah, I'll, I'll stop there because I've kind of... That's fine. I've kind of beat it to death. and honors don't mean anything. I've so. kind of... Right. I was hoping <laughs> for that. I've kind of beat that to death. Um, <laughs> all right. My closing argument is such. X-Files went for nine years. Buffy went for six years. X-Files... Seven. Seven years. Six years, seven seasons. Seven years. Seven years. 97 to 2003? Seven seasons. Six years. 13 episodes in the first season because it was a mid-season replacement. Right. Seven seasons. I said seven seasons. Six years. Same thing. (laughs) That is very confusing. Why are we... Don't interrupt my closing argument. Why are you just say seven seasons? I don't know. Uh... X-Files, nine seasons and counting, two movies. We're getting X-Files back because people want it back. Buffy, seven seasons, one movie, kind of. There were so many different things I wanted to talk about, uh, but I'll just go with this. And I want to end with this, and I I feel bad kind of saying it, but Kent... I like two closing arguments, so you can do whatever you need to. If I may look you in the eyes. (laughs) Oh, dear. In short, Buffy is Marvel, and X-Files... Is DC? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Look into your heart, and you'll know it's true. Uh, Unbelievable! So while you may claim to hate Marvel, Kent, I feel like I've just exposed you for the true Marvel fan that you are. Because literally, the dialogue is Joss Whedon, much like the Avengers. And the darker atmosphere, the more brooding. Well done, Joel. Seriously, well done. That was great, but. 
No! <laughs> Turns out Kent loves Marvel. Apparently I do. Because X-Files, yes, did go for nine seasons, which was probably... It, well, at least two seasons too long. They should have stopped it when X-Files or when David Duchovny left. Chris Carter wanted to end it after five. Joss Whedon made seven seasons of Buffy. He went on to other spinoffs, and then he basically was canceled with every show that followed, unfortunately. Yeah. But he's really never come back to both Firefly, Dr. Horrible, or Buffy because he's busy writing and directing two of the top five biggest movies of all time. And good on him. Good on him, right? You love those movies. I love them so much, especially the second one. <laughs> Right? <laughs> Wait, can you just say, I love Age of Voltron? Can you just say that? I will not say that. <laughs> I love Age of Voltron. Oh! Yeah. And I'm the head. But to, it's it's very impossible. Not impossible. It's hard for me to recommend Buffy the Vampire Slayer because it's called Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But if people can find the depth beyond the name and the fun and, honestly, the drama in the show, they'll be hooked. Very few of us are going to become FBI agents who research supernatural events. It's more realistic than becoming a vampire slayer. Guess, guess where we all went? We all went to high school. High school is relatable. The Hellmouth is high school, right? We all went to high school, Kent. It's time no, no, for us no, no. to Look, grow up. These, the, the first three seasons deal with the insecurities. In fact, the Monsters of the Week are based off insecurities, bullies, everything that people generally deal with in high school. Clicks, you name it. And I think that is what's relatable. We've all been there. We've all dealt with the, the aftermath of high school and trying to decide. And Buffy kind of struggled after high school because they're trying to find their footing. Is like, do they go to college? Do they just hang out? What happens? I think we all, as people, do the same. Where should I go in life? And Where do we go? If you have a, unless you have a final here. statement, I would like to nope, go for provide it. mine. I already dropped my bomb. So I would honestly only have the few of my closest friends like watch Buffy. I feel like when someone's on the right level pop culture-wise, they're ready and they will indulge in Buffy's story and they can relive high school with these great characters and then they'll see that struggle that, that I mentioned. So a perfect, uh, perfect mix of humor, action, and drama. And this is Joss Whedon's original baby before he was beat down by Fox and Marvel. And it took, honestly, a format the X-Files presented and perfected it, and which is now continued to use 10 years, 15 years down the road. And in the end, Buffy saved the world a lot. I love that. I want that on my tombstone, actually. <laughs> she saved the world a lot? Uh, yeah. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what's on Buffy's tombstone. Um, right. Spoiler alert, I yeah, guess. Yeah, we already went there. Um, but I do want to say, and at least extending the hand of friendship over here, I think... Ken, no, we can't do that. we no, got to do no, it after no, the show. I think Kent and I can both recommend either one of these shows. We may recommend one, one more than the other, but we both agree these are tier one shows. <laughs> I'm offering a hand of friendship here, Ken. I know you are, and I want to take it so badly. <laughs> X-Files right now, because it's still very fresh, is an upper tier two. Okay. I'm still not ready to fully commit. And you weren't in the mythology back then. I was watching it live. So, right. Yeah. I only saw a few Monster of the Week, and honestly, those are still what are my favorite episodes. I do not regret watching it at all. And I don't regret watching Buffy. But, yeah, I, I do prefer Buffy, obviously. X-Files may have to grow on me, and when I go back and ever rewatch it, then I will know for sure. It's kind of like your rating system. Where you'll give something a four stars, but you'll never budge to the five unless you've seen it twice. Yeah, because it's. I, I think uh, yeah, that's a whole other show. It really yeah, is. But let us know, listener, um, what you think. Uh, Jacob, have you been swayed one way or the other based on the, on what's been said today? Swayed? Uh, not necessarily. I think I actually think Kent's given better arguments, but I think you've got the better show. Okay. See, here's the thing, though. Jake is so distant here because he is... Because he's too invested in the love child. He, he has taken... Oh, yeah. He's I taken the love child of Buffy 
and X-Files, which is Supernatural. And, yes. and Jake, I don't know if you want to give a little pitch for Supernatural, because it is seriously going into 12 seasons Well, next I year. used to refer to Supernatural as a mix between X-Files and Psych, which I really like. the two buddies on and, Psych. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that, that really worked. And they have just the, the banter and the pop culture references, etc. And so I was actually talking about this last night with my wife, and she said, well, the thing about Supernatural, which I think she hit right on the head, so I'm going to quote her here, is that it takes the best of both shows, because it has emotional depth, which you'll get from uh, X-Files more. And you have like actual uh, fear and things that go on. Plus, it's funny, and the characters know how to be funny. And so, yeah, I think the the love child of X Files and Buffy could be supernatural. And I think it's really improved on the parents, honestly. <laughs> so <laughs> that uh, will be can, the next episode. Do we agree to disagree with Jacob? Yeah, we're going to disagree. Okay, there we go. Oh. Agree, we agree. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But thank Glad you for you listening. Let us know online on baconcell.com or on our Facebook page uh, or on our Twitter at baconcell. Let us know which. Uh, show you prefer and if you don't prefer one of the shows let us know which one of us won you over kent or i yeah and uh you can find me at 786 joel on twitter or you can see me at quick quits uh they perform every saturday night the midville performing arts center you can check it get more details at qwcomedy.com you can go find me on twitter and instagram at kenny 3dd you can check out my new movie reviews at showtimeshowdown.com you can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers. And again, I do have a book on Amazon called Stand Alone. Go look that up if you want a young adult novel. And just as a personal recommendation, everyone go check it out. There's a crappy movie that came out this week called The Fifth Wave really quickly. It's not very good. It kind of signified <laughs> the end of the young adult phase. But Jake's book is really quite good. And I recommend it. So go check it out. There you go. Until next time, this has been Bacon Cell. And the truth is out there. And which one deserves to have never been born? Whoa! Yeah. There's actually a thing out there called the Scully effect, which is... Being really frumpy and then getting cuter as you get older. He's got a serious face on him. Power a house uh, using intimate relations. Family friendly, Joel. I don't do math, by the way, but I did it last night. And uh, he kills people by climbing into their butts. And by the way, I will bring up Big Bang Theory anytime I can. No, this is your favorite show. It was fun, but that's not the one you're going to take home to mom. Your Honor, may, may I ask the hostile witness a question? <laughs> I'm, I'm the head. I love Supernatural. <laughs>